after a century and a half, Ethiopian artifacts return home. You know, this is this is such a big story because Ethiopia is a tourist mecca. You know, its civilization is unique in Africa. You know, they were telling you they were never colonized, and they had a battle with the British. And when the war was not favoring Ethiopia, when they were losing, the Brits took some of the artifacts and put them in the British Museum of Natural History and a whole lot of other places. Even Italy had a, a whole kind of artifacts that were returned. So it's been a drive. And if you've been to any of the European museums, Elvis, whether it's in France or Italy or the UK, you'll find that lots of artifacts that are on display out there are from Africa. Now, in this case, it was a negotiation, I think Charles, the Minister of Tourism, saying they have been negotiating, but they are, not, they are far from over because there are many more artifacts that must be returned. These ones are tablets, which are replicas of the Ark of the Covenant, you know that the Ethiopians believe that when the Solomon Temple was raided, the tablets with the Ten Commandments were taken by Menelik to Ethiopia. So it's a whole lot of, it's a big thing. I can't explain it in words to South Africans, but it's almost their belief that the Holy Land, just like Christians believe it's Israel, they believe the Holy Land is actually in, 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 in Ethiopia, and these tablets are part of that. They don't insist on seeing them, but they keep them there with the belief that they are actually replicas of the Ark of the Covenant. And then we have sky wars in East Africa. Uganda, Tanzania, Rwanda carriers expand as the Ethiopian airliner KQ falters. Well, it's a, it's a matter of coming out from from the blind side, because Rwanda, Uganda Airlines and and then the smaller airlines of East Africa are able to capitalize on the routes that aren't covered by the big airlines. But the way the article is written suggests that they're actually at war with each other. They're actually complementing each other. It's almost when you are running a 787 Dreamliner, your Ethiopian airlines, you're flying from New York, you might not always be able to taxi from Addis Ababa and go into a place like Eldoret, but a smaller airline can be able to do that. So the smaller airlines are able to provide more frequent flights to the smaller destinations, but sometimes with Rwanda Air, they also replicate the routes of Ethiopian airlines, like flying to New York, flying to Cape Town. But it's a matter of all the time when you are a large airline, you focus on the large route. Kenya Airways focusing on the European route where they broadcast, they, they are taking freshly cut flowers and a whole lot of agricultural products. Ethiopian Airlines focusing on China and New York and all that. But in between, there will always be those smaller routes that somebody can capitalize on. It's an ecosystem rather than a war. Talking about flowers in Kenya, flowers rot in farms over a standoff with Kenya Airways. Because the government, remember the government of Kenya is the shareholder of Kenya Airways. So as a result, the, the terms and conditions of landing on Jomo, at Jomo Kinata International Airport tend to favor that airline. And when the farmers are trying to negotiate, remember airlines are going through a rough time. So probably they were trying to hike the prices of moving cargo and the farmers had a standoff with them because they are also struggling in post-COVID recovery. And, and that is just a matter of 35% of the flowers that are cut and sent to Europe come from Kenya. And so when you have a standoff with a national carrier, because these flowers get cut on the same day and land in Europe on the same day, Elvis. So if you even delay by an hour or two, you end up creating quality problems. I hope they find the, the solution to this because it's not good for the recovery of the African economy as a whole.